Welcome to Season 3 of Busting Addiction and Its Myths, sponsored by Safe House Rehab Thailand, where we offer a modern approach to recovery, breaking with tradition by introducing new technologies that help disrupt the cycle of addiction. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com and click on the video, or contact us at info at safehouserehab.com and we'll tell you about our $1,000 airfare allowance and referral rewards program. My name is Bruno J, and here's why I created this podcast. Our research has shown that despite the opioid epidemic and the worldwide panic over the ravages of addiction, we didn't see that treatment centers were doing anything different to break the cycle more effectively and improve the odds of long-term success. So we have set out to do things differently and to let all those who love an addict or alcoholic know more about the advances in treatment that we represent. Here's what we're doing differently. We have designed our diagnostics and detox to isolate and treat opioid and multi-addiction, example, alcohol plus opioids plus speed, more effectively given that these are the new challenges of addiction in the 21st century. We integrate leading-edge technology into the recovering process, thereby disrupting the disorder, speeding the recovery of brain health, Clients come to treatment with damaged brains. This is a given. We pay attention to the importance of dopamine and other ingredients vital to brain health recovery. Traditional rehabs don't provide anywhere near the tools and close guidance that clients truly need to help keep them clean and sober for life. We do it right. First, we advise our clients to go into our sober living facility to serve as a transition to normal life and we absolutely outperform traditional rehabs when it comes to providing a structure for long-term recovery. So if you love an addict or alcoholic and you feel like your loved one is sucking the oxygen out of your life, is stealing your money, stealing your peace of mind and your sanity, this podcast is for you. If you're feeling rage and shame and, and he or she is living rent-free in your head 24-7, this podcast is for you. I hope to have you gain a better understanding of the nature of addictive disorder and the invisible effect it has on your psyche. It's my fervent hope you also gain a little more compassion for your loved one and for yourself in spite of this cunning, baffling, and powerful disease. To paraphrase an author in this space, we struggle because we love. Hello everyone, I'm your grateful host Bruno J, and welcome back to Busting Addiction and Its Myths. Let's call this episode 12 of season 3, Does Addiction Hide in Your Wallet? You know those commercials they have, what's in your wallet? Well, a lot of us don't even know. I've mentioned before that addiction comes in a hundred forms. And in a previous episode, I spoke of the idea that people often do not realize that they are addicted until they are in such pain that they are compelled to find its source. More often than not, that I mean more than half the time, there is financial chaos at home when the home also includes an addict or alcoholic, whether the addict is the head of the household or not. Think about it. How could there not be financial chaos if the family dynamic is based on codependent thinking, such as denial, mistrust, fear, resentment, lying, and occasionally abuse and violence? How does this show up? it invariably shows up as unrestrained spending and debting and a chaotic life. Let's refer to the 12 signs of compulsive debting as described by Debtors Anonymous, yet another fellowship that has saved me from the anxiety associated with financial chaos and helps in my recovery. 
See if you can see yourself in the following scenarios that are ripped right out of the pages of our diaries. Number one, so this is a, a, a list of 12 signs of compulsive debting and spending. First one is being unclear about your financial situation, not knowing account balances, monthly expenses, loan interest rates, fees, fines, or contractual obligations. My comment on this is, in other words, living in a state of ignorance or denial. Two, frequently, quote, borrowing items such as books, pens, or small amounts of money from friends and others and failing to return them. Comment, small dishonesties in our part breed mistrust. Three, poor savings habits, not planning for taxes, retirement, or other non-recurring but predictable items, then feeling surprised when they come due. You know, this is a live for today, don't worry about attitude until you panic when tomorrow becomes today and it's laying at your feet and you don't know what to do because you haven't thought about it. Four, compulsive shopping, being unable to pass up a good deal, making impulsive purchases, leaving price tags on clothing so that they can be returned, not using items purchased. The high we get in buying stuff, not in using it for a genuine purpose. That's what that's about. Five, difficulty in meeting basic financial or personal obligations and or an inordinate sense of accomplishment when such obligations are indeed met. Some of us think that we should get points for acting like normal people. Six, a different feeling when buying things on credit than when paying cash. A feeling of being in the club, of being accepted, of being grown up. Cash is pedestrian, whereas credit boosts my image and my self-esteem. Seven, living in chaos and drama around money, using one credit card to pay off another, bouncing checks, always having a financial crisis to contend with. We get so used to drama, we'll create one just to feel normal. Drama of our own creation is a way of life for us. Eight, a tendency to live on the edge. Living paycheck to paycheck, taking risks with health and car insurance coverage, writing checks, hoping money will appear to cover them. This is another form of creating excitement in an adrenaline-filled fight-or-flight lifestyle. Nine, unwarranted inhibition and embarrassment in what should be a normal discussion of money. Shame is the companion of one who is addicted to spending and debting. Ten, overworking or under-earning, working extra hours to earn money to pay creditors, using time inefficiently, taking jobs below our skill and education level. For some, an unrealistically low opinion of oneself results in devaluing our worth. It is almost the opposite of those who spend in debt to build themselves up and or to soothe pain. 11. An unwillingness to care for and value yourself, living in self-imposed deprivation, denying your basic needs in order to pay your creditors. These are the consequences of living in vagueness and living beyond your means to the point when our unsecured debt and high-interest debt payments steal your money, your peace of mind, and your self-respect. And 12, a feeling or hope that someone will always take care of you if necessary so that you won't really get into serious financial trouble, that there will always be someone you can turn to. This is magical thinking untethered from reality. And it keeps compulsive debtors from facing reality and ultimately healing from the disorder. So what do we do about all that? Debtors Anonymous, DA, is where I learned how to truly grow up after so many years of living in the vagaries of money. I always made lots of money having reached the pinnacle of my so-called career in the advertising business in New York with a corner office on the 26th floor of 1515 Broadway in Times Square. It's all true. But even though I made lots of money, I never had any. 
Now you might be thinking that this guy joins every 12-step group that comes along whenever he has a problem. The issue I faced was this, where could I find people who have found a solution to a problem just like mine, where I don't have to send a fortune to find help, and where I don't have to spend the rest of my life in a state of despair? You need to remember here that I had had such success in AA, which saved me from a life of insane drunkenness, that I had a lot of confidence that once again I could find a solution to my rampant spending and recovery where I was enjoying the financial fruits of it, and I did not want to waste this one last chance to become reasonably financially secure. When I married a lovely Thai Buddhist woman 11 years ago, I became that much more motivated to build a life without fear of economic insecurity for us both. So let me share the written approach that Debtors Anonymous uses in its 12-step program. This is, this is, uh, these are the 12 major tools, not the steps. The steps are uh, line up with 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. These are 12 specific tools for debtors anonymous. Recovery from compulsive debting begins when we stop incurring new unsecured debt one day at a time. Unsecured debt is any debt that is not backed up by some form of collateral such as a house or other asset. We attain a daily reprieve from compulsive debting by practicing the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous applied to spending and debting over which we are powerless as money addicts. We use the following tools of recovery. One, we attend meetings at which we share our experience, strength, and hope with one another. Unless we give to newcomers what we have received from DA, we cannot keep it ourselves. Two, we maintain records of our daily income and expenses, of our savings, and of the retirement of any portions of our outstanding debts. Three, we have found it essential to our recovery to have a sponsor to be a sponsor. Sponsors are a recovering debtor who guides us through the 12 steps and shares his or her own experience, strength, and recovery. Four, after we have gained some familiarity with DA program, we organize pressure relief groups consisting of ourselves and two other recovering debtors who have not incurred unsecured debt for at least 90 days. The group meets in a series of pressure relief meetings to review our financial situation. These meetings typically result in the formulation of a spending plan and an action plan. This is a courageous thing to do because who the heck up until that point would want anybody to know what kind of hot water we are really in. And then you go to the meeting, you find nothing but love, compassion, and wisdom. Five, the spending plan puts our needs first and gives us clarity and balance in our spending. It includes categories for income, spending, debt payment, and savings. The income plan helps us focus on increasing our income. The debt payment category guides us in making realistic payment arrangements without depriving ourselves. Savings can include prudent reserve, retirement, or special purposes. Six, with the help of our pressure relief group, we develop a list of specific actions for resolving our debts, improving our financial situation, and achieving our goals without incurring additional unsecured debt. Seven, we maintain frequent contact with other DA members by using the telephone, email, uh, you know, there, these days there are Zoom meetings and so forth online. We make a point of talking to other DA members before and after taking difficult steps in our recovery. Major decisions shouldn't be taken alone. Eight, DA and AA literature. We study the literature of Debtors Anonymous and of Alcoholics Anonymous to strengthen our understanding of compulsive disease and of recovery from compulsive debting. Nine, we maintain awareness of the danger of compulsive debt by take, making note of bank, loan company, credit card advertising and their effects on us. We also remain aware of our personal finances in order to better manage the numbers 
and to avoid vagueness, which can lead to compulsive debting or spending all over again. Ten, we attend business meetings that are held monthly. Many of us have long-harmed feelings that business was not a part of our lives, but for others more qualified. Yet when we participate in running our own program, it teaches us how our organization operates and also helps us to become responsible for our own recovery because it's really on us. Eleven, we've performed service work at every level, personal, meeting, intergroup, world service, which is vital to our recovery. Only through service can we give to others what so generously has been given to us today. And twelve, practice anonymity, which allows us a freedom of expression by assuring us that what we say at meetings or to other DA members at any time when we are together, it guarantees privacy. So what's the point here after all? The key point is that it's not about the money, it's about the compulsion. And the certain knowledge that I cannot stop doing this and start doing the opposite on my own. So what have we learned today? One, the odds are that in an addicted household, the disease has run through the family like a freight train destroying any semblance of normalcy and wrecking the family finances. Two, being or becoming a compulsive spender and debtor, although not limited to addicts in their families, is a common and tragic outcome of addictive disorder. It sows chaos across every dimension of family life. Three, the fundamental dynamic of spending and debting uncontrollably is an infantile desire to not be held accountable for anything really. That's why the 12 steps of AA are so pertinent. The same sentiment holds true for addicts and alcoholics. We are all children who do not want to grow up. Four, the many symptoms I called out above are meant to see if you can identify with some of these behaviors and attitudes and to see if you could find some release from the bondage of debt. Five, it is indeed not about the money, which is but a single signal of the problem. It's about the compulsion. And with the tools of Debtors Anonymous, some of us have been blessed to find our release from this potentially tragic compulsion. Thank you for tuning in today. It's my fervent hope we've given you new insight and new hope that will lighten your burden. For our hearts go out to all who suffer the effects of addictive disorder. Please give us your feedback at info at safehouserehab.com. By all means, ask us any question you like, and we'll answer on air, if you will. And if you want to leave us your first name and city, we'll recognize you too, of course. This podcast is sponsored by safehouserehab.com where we take a modern approach to recovery, something all families of those who suffer deserve. Tune in next week for more.